0: Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, listeners. Welcome to episode 10 of Unsolved Podcast. I'm your host, Heidi Golor. This episode is a little bit different in that it was recorded live in front of an audience last year at the Baltimore Podcast Festival on September 15th, 2018 at the Windup Space in Baltimore City. Enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Can you hear me? All right, awesome. I'm Heidi Galore, and yes, that is my real legal name. And I am from Unsolved Podcast. I created the show about three years ago because I had a lot of free time and I was a former police officer, or am a former police officer. I uh, worked in Arlington County, Virginia for about five years. And after that, I became a crime analyst with the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. That's where I work now. My job entails finding missing kids and the people who take them from behind a computer. Uh, I've worked there for 11 years. Uh, So anyway, I started this podcast because I would come home from work and I would still research all this stuff in my off time and try and find out more about cases that I remember from when I was a kid, uh, like the Colonial Parkway murders. So today, I brought a case with me from Montgomery County, Maryland. Um, It's from 1975. It's a girl named Kathy Lynn Beatty. She was 15 years old, and she was just a high school student. She just started school at um, Robert E. Peary High School in, I believe it's in Silver Spring area, Maryland. Uh, so basically from the perspective of her mother, there was an, a really good interview with the Washington Post in 1977 with her mother with a lot of really good details about the days leading up to, or the, the hours leading up to her her death, eventual death, and what was going on around that. Uh, so her mother and her sister and she all had just gone to Atlantic City for a vacation and had just returned home in Aspen Hill, Maryland on July 24th. And her mother's friend had, I'm not sure how it worked back in 1975, but she was supposedly in the running to win a million dollars in a lottery drawing in Baltimore. So her mom's friend was up in Baltimore, and her mother was going to go up there and bring her daughters with her. But both daughters didn't want to <laughs> come with her. She decided to go alone. She let them know, okay, you guys make your own dinner, and don't be gone later than 8.30, I'll be home by 9. So both the daughters, Kathy is 15, and her older sister, Teresa, 17, said okay. I mean, when I was 15 and 17, I of course would have said okay and then done whatever the heck I wanted until 9 p.m. when I knew my mom was coming home. So she had been inside all day watching TV. Right before mom left, she said, hey, can I just go out and ride my bike? And mom said, okay, no problem. Again, just say, be home before dark. Again, I'll be home by... Nine. So she saw her daughter last at 4 p.m., and that's when she left for, for Baltimore. Her mom came home at about 11, she was two hours later than she wished to be. She said it was raining pretty heavily, it's hard to get home in a timely manner. And she said she noticed with uh, a lot of unease that the house was still dark when she got there. When she got in, she saw, she turned the lights on, she saw a note from her daughter, Kathy, saying, uh, I went to a friend's house, I'll be back by 10. This is now 11, it's an hour later. So uh, 1975, no cell phones, she said, OK, well, let me, um, she's probably waiting for a ride. Let me just go over to that friend's house. Luckily, Kathy named that friend. So she went over there. She got to the friend's house. The friend said, yeah, they were here, or she was here, but she left. And later, it was determined that that friend actually completely lied, that Kathy had never actually gotten there. And the mother thought perhaps she, this is before they knew that she was in trouble, that they were probably just covering for her, because maybe she said, yeah, "I'm going to, you know, Jen's house," but really she's going to some some guy's house, or going to hang out with someone else that her mom didn't approve of, or something. So she was increasingly alarmed by the fact that she still can't find her daughter; that she's not at her, she's not home. She apparently left already from the friend's house, and she couldn't find her. And it's raining, so she called. She went home. She called all of uh, Kathy's friends, including a boy that she knew that Kathy had a crush on. Um, none of her friends had seen her this is now nearing midnight, the boy and another friend, she was told by the boy's father, that the boy and another one of his friends were supposed to be camping in their backyard. When the father went out to go get them to ask if he had seen Kathy, they weren't there at all. They were gone. So Kathy's mom said, okay, well call me when they come back in so I can at least find out what happened. She drove past the nearby junior high school that she knew kids like to hang out at the playground in. She went to the local Kmart Which sounds funny, but she knew that Kathy was obsessed with mini bikes and that they had a display in the window that she would go and just like ogle for a while after hours. So she went past there, she didn't see her. She returned home several times trying to see if maybe Kathy had called or maybe if she had returned home, nothing. Teresa, her sister, returned home by that point and uh, hadn't seen her. So in one of her outings, the mother encountered a police officer. And asked him to go to the Kmart and look because it was too dark. She didn't have a flashlight and she didn't see anything. She wanted to know if maybe he could go look and, and find and just clear clear up whether or not she was there. She didn't think she was, but she just wanted to be sure. Um, and he told her. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumba It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Ch-ch-chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> this is a. Uh, policing is a little bit different now. Uh, so. He told her, okay, go home, wait an hour, and if she didn't hear from him, that mean, meant that he hadn't found her and then just call the police and report her missing. Um, If it was me, I would have said, okay, let's go look together, um, and that way you'll know right away whether or not we find her. Um, Anyway, she did. She went home. Uh, He never called, so she phoned the police and reported her missing. At 7 a.m., she finally decided to call that boy's house again because his father never called her back, and the boy actually got on the phone with her and said that he hadn't seen her at all. Kathy's older sister finally got her boyfriend to come over and they finally went out on their own um, in his car, and they decided to go up to the Kmart now that it was daylight and go look around. Unfortunately, they did find her purse there, and then as the boyfriend was running to the Kmart, which is now open, to call police, he heard Teresa, her older sister, screaming um, because she found her sister, uh, Kathy. She was still alive, clinging to life. She was lying in a ditch. Um, It runs through a wooded area. It's a drainage ditch. It runs straight through the area behind the Kmart, and um, it's right on the border of Aspen Hill and Silver Spring. There's a 7-Eleven there and the Kmart there. Um, She had an obvious serious head injury. Um, Her skull had a a depression in it, obvious skull fracture, Um, and she was barefoot. Teresa's boyfriend called the police in an ambulance and also finally called Kathy's mother. But he rushed the call and he forgot to actually say she was injured, so the mother drove there thinking she was okay, or at least thinking she was alright alive. But as she got there, an ambulance was speeding past her. She had to pull over and let the ambulance pass her and she saw it turn into the Kmart area and she knew that was for her daughter. She was extremely weak. Like I said, she was barely clinging to life. She was unconscious. She survived another 12 days in the hospital, and she finally died from complications to, from her injuries, including blood poisoning. She had been sexually assaulted, but not raped. Uh, the police won't explain what they mean by that exactly. <clears throat> As a law enforcement officer, I will say that that could mean a whole slew of things. Evidentially, like if, if you had um, Man, I'm trying to think. If, if you had evidence of sexual assault, that means that uh, there was, it could mean anything. I'm gonna be slightly graphic. I usually don't with details, but it could mean anything from um, an inan- inanimate object leaving evidence uh, on her body, in her body, and that's what, how they knew she was sexually assaulted. Um, it could also just mean that um, obvious injuries were to her sexual organs outside of her body and no evidence of actual penetration um, so that's as graphic as I'll get about that but it could mean a whole a whole slew of things in their investigation they found that several kids actually had seen her as late as 8:30 p.m. and they said that they saw her at the school the junior high school that her mom passed by but when they were pressed to take a polygraph test because all of them were a little weird um, Quoting the police, weird about the questions and being and answering questions they just they wouldn't take the polygraph test and another child, her age this is not necessarily a suspect but another person that encountered her um, was a boy who lived right next door to her. He came by her house while well, she was still there at six thirty around six thirty seven p m and gave her a skirt that he got at ocean city i'm assuming he's just a platonic friend, I have no idea, but he gave her a skirt that he got in Ocean City and said that she was fine, she was there. Kathy's mother believes that someone at the school that, was, that had seen her or that was there with her is responsible for her um, child's sexual assault and murder. She said that the area where <coughs> she went this, around the school and in the Kmart was littered with broken glass and stone and there's just no way she would have gone barefoot over there. She thought that she would have probably taken a ride from someone she knew. And she said that definitely she would never have taken a ride from a stranger. Um, Unfortunately, I know, uh, I mean, coming across kids all the time when I was working and policing. And I'm going to pause for a second. My wife just came in with our son. (laughs) he's sleeping, apparently. (laughs) He didn't take a nap today. That's why I was... Sort of not prepared for this. Um, anyway, all right, back to the story. Um, so she said that she wouldn't have taken a ride from a stranger, but I will say that it's raining. Kids will do sometimes things that you didn't expect them to do. So, so it's it's. I would like to believe that that's probably true, uh, and I hope okay. that you know it, it is, because then you can narrow down the suspect pool a little bit easier. Um, but again, you just can't, you can't know for sure. Let's see. The police believe that the person or people responsible for her death didn't mean to kill her. That uh, the detective on the case said that 19, in 1977, he said this, that it was highly possible that she ran from her attacker and that she fell against something, a blunt object, and hit her head, and that's how she um, got those injuries. And he He later said that he was saying that to kind of give them an out, the people who he thought was responsible, so that they would um, come forward and say, yeah, that's what happened, just so he could at least confirm who was with her in her last moments. She was in the hospital for 12 days, like I said. She died on August 5th, um, 1975. She never regained consciousness. Uh, Her mother and sister spent all of those days with her, talking to her and hoping that she heard. There is a $20,000 reward that's been offered by a, let's see, I'm trying to remember. It's a local private investigations firm, and that's on top of the $5,000 reward, or $10,000 reward that the Montgomery County Police offers for tips on their main tip line um, for any information that will lead to the arrest or the identification of her uh, killers. Her mother believes to this day that somebody knows who's responsible and they're just not talking. She still has hope that someone's gonna come forward and bring justice to her daughter and to their family. It's been uh, 43 years, and that's a long time. So a GoFundMe page has been set up. It's um, currently, it's, they're looking for $50,000 for um, a re- as a reward for information so that they can finally close this case. They believe a reward is what's gonna incentivize somebody to come forward. Uh, the GoFundMe page, I can give it to you. I'll also put it on my website later on when I finally get to update it. Um, it's gofundme.com and it's slash justice-for-Kathy with a K. And then as of this time, they have about $18,000 of the fifty dollars that they're trying to, to raise. Um, you can also uh, go to whokilledkathy.com and that's Kathy with a K again. That's the website that the family is running, and it's also a link to the uh, private investigations firm that's helping them out with their case. And then again, let me give some email addresses out. Reward at Kathy Beatty is spelled like Warren Baby, Beatty, B-E-A-T-T-Y. You can email them if you if you happen to have any information from 1975, I don't think any of you were alive back then. I was born in 1978. That was the year she was supposed to graduate high school. Her class did a memorial for her, and they also did like a re- memorial video fairly recently. I'm going to put all of that stuff up on my website. And my website, my podcast is unsolvedpodcast.com. And again, I'm Heidi Galore, and you can email me. You can uh, reach me through all, you know, all social media. I'm pretty much on all of them at unsolved podcast. And there's about, let's see, I have about 10 episodes up right now. Actually, this will be the 10th, officially. I've been, again, here since 2015. But because of my wife's pregnancy and then my son's birth, I took a little bit of time off. So I have like one episode a year for about two years. So I'm back. And the next one coming up is going to be this one, Kathy Beatty. Um, The one that I just put out in August is another case. It's a, a local case from PG County, from Maryland. So if you want to listen to those, you can find them on iTunes, you can find them on pretty much any podcatcher or any podcast app that you guys use. Um, I will say that coming up, there's going to be a true crime podcast festival. If anyone's interested in going, it's going to be in Chicago in July of 2019. And um, it's just going to be all podcasts, all true crime. There will be time to hang out with podcasters um, one-on-one in like a casual social setting. There's going to be... Panel interviews, there's going to be live recordings, there's going to be all kinds of stuff there. I think I've spread through that, but thank you. That's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. You can reach me on most social media I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Unsolved Podcast. And this summer, I will be at the True Crime Podcast Festival. It will be in Chicago, Illinois, at the downtown Marriott in the Chicago's Magnificent Mile. I only know that from Oprah. She used to say that all the time, where they recorded her show. (laughs) Um, I'm excited to be there. It's going to be July 13th, and all, if not, at least one or two of your favorite True Crime podcasts will be there. So come on out. Tickets are on sale at tcpf2019.com. And um, yeah, I'm excited. I haven't been to Chicago since I was 16 when I took a train through there. And we stopped long enough to get a pizza. And that was it. So I'm excited to be there. I'm excited to meet all of you. So please come out and support all your favorite podcasters. And thanks for listening.